Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> yeah, another week has rolled round in the bagpiping world, and <clears throat> what an eventful week that was. Hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk all about it on this week's show. And of course, yes, like every podcast we do, we have another topic of the week to bring you. And the title of this week's episode kind of does give it away, doesn't it? Yeah, we're going to be chatting to Liam Kernahan. Yeah! We'll get into all of that in this week's show. Oh, it's a good one this week. It's a good one. It's a good one. And oh, before we get into the intros and stuff, I have to give a big shout out to everyone who tuned in last night to Fuse. Yeah, we had a great show last night on Fuse FM ton of great music was played. We delved back through the archives too. Played some old stuff from back in the 80s. I was very happy. Uh, (laughs) The great show over on Fuse. Uh, So if you haven't checked that out, you missed a real great show last night. So thank you to everyone who messaged in on Fuse. A cracking good show. Tons of great questions and answers and all that kind of stuff. Just a very interactive show. A good time. A good time was had. Right, well, if you did miss it, well, then, yeah, to give a bit of a plug, like every other podcast, we do have a Patreon. Yeah, so if you do want to go and catch that show again, we do have our Fuse FM Balamoney Radio shows uploaded onto Patreon. So if you do want to go and catch that, go to Patreon, click on support, and you can get your mitts and all the extras, including our Fuse FM shows. There you go. Ah, you see how I did that now? Yep, that's a bit of a shameless plug right there. Anyway, let's get at our introductions, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or what we're probably going to be spending most of today talking about. Yeah, competitive piping and drumming. (laughs) Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, we've already plugged the Patreon, but I'm going to do it again. The link is in the show notes. Go and click support. You get your mitts on tons of extras. And uh, yeah, we have a great community over there on Patreon. So shout out to you, Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Now, with each and every Big Rab show, we do open the door to listener mail. And we'll get into that then, will we? Okay. Yes, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com, has never changed. We've had that from the outset. So, uh, that address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, let's go. We've got an email here from Larry. Hi, Larry. How's it going? He said, hi, Rab. Love the show. And I look forward to it every week. Awesome, Laurie. Thank you so much. Uh, he says, you mentioned in your last podcast seeing some recordings of the acts that performed at Winter Steam. Yes, I did. And I am starting to see a few of them starting to surface now. Yeah. As people, I think, returned from Winter Steam and the dust settled a little bit, we are starting to see those. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he goes on to say, I thought I would share the video from my band, the St. Louis Caledonian Pipe Band. Yes, I actually managed to catch this, Larry. Yeah, but thank you for referring. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, we were the first act at Winter Steam and took the opportunity to perform the song. Uh, now I'm going to totally pronounce this wrong. Uh, River, Riveresco? Riveresco? Yeah, probably totally said that wrong. Uh, yeah, written by two of our members, which is an anthem for the Clan McEwen. Yeah, 
yeah, there you go. I probably have totally pronounced that wrong, Larry. Apologies. He goes on to say, it was a good bit of fun uh, and a great and enjoyable and cold night. There you go. And he shared a couple of links as well to those videos. Uh, so, yeah, have we managed to catch those? Uh, yeah, certainly shared them out on socials. Uh, so thank you to Larry Darnell for sharing that with us from the St. Louis Caledonian uh, Pipe Band. Awesome stuff. Hey, if anything, yeah, but Winter Steam, there are tons of videos flying around from Winter Steam now. Uh, whenever that podcast of mine was recorded, the Winter Storm wrap up, there wasn't many, but as I say now, there's plenty there. So you, there's loads of great stuff. As well, I have to talk about uh, the podcast that's been produced as well from Dojo U. We briefly mentioned it last week uh, in the news and updates and stuff. Uh, but the full Winter Storm concert has been turned into a full podcast. So they've edited out all the gaps in between and stuff. It's just the music. And uh, so, yeah, shout out to Dojo University. What an incredible body of work and a great idea. I have to say, turning that into a podcast, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of that. So if you haven't downloaded it yet and had a listen, go and do so, okay? Even if you have to put this show on pause and go and check it out, do so, all right? <laughs> Shout out to Dojo University. Uh, yeah, what a fantastic podcast that is. Packed full of great tunes. Uh, yeah, what a great show. Anyway, let's fly on. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for Listener Mail. Uh, we did get quite a few emails following last week's podcast talking about the, uh, you know, the listener survey that we're currently doing. Uh, now, I think we've had well over 100, I think, 100 plus, I think, at this point, returns, um, all with varying different degrees of uh, points of view, I guess. That's how I'm going to say Um yeah, some people have really strong opinions on what we should include and what we shouldn't have on the show. And there's others out there that just say, no, Rab, don't change anything. Keep it as it is. Uh, so it's hard to know what to do. Uh, there, there's so many folk out there saying, Rab, your show is terrible. Everything needs to change. Or there's the other extreme. Don't change anything. It's perfect. Uh, so I don't know. We are hoping that you guys have listened to last week's episode already where we did delve into it and the reasons behind it and yeah maybe consider going and checking out our listener survey we have shared it out out there of course on rab show facebook and on the twitter or x as it's known now uh yeah we've shared it out a dozen times now for everyone to go and fill in there's also a link in your show notes right now uh, so if you just want to click on the screen if you're listening on your phone or yeah any of your podcast apps should have a notes section for whatever podcast you're listening to and there's links within that that you can go and check and click on and yeah there's a link in there for the listener survey so why not fill in the survey as you're listening to us right now yeah uh, so yeah it goes into everything on our few show because on our podcast we explained it all in last week's episode uh, but let's just say that opinions so far have been kind of polarizing there are those that absolutely hate the show and want to change everything. And there are those that absolutely love it and want to change nothing. So, I don't know. We're going to have to find some kind of happy medium ground where we're able to keep everybody happy. But as I've learned over the years of doing podcasts, that we're never going to please everybody. But we'll do our best. We'll do our best to try and make you the best pipe band podcast possible. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the next section of the show then. <clears throat> You guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Endurance. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is endurance. And I think that's something... 
we kind of took for granted in the piping world, especially with our own playing as well. Endurance plays a big factor in our own playing. I'm sure you will agree. Uh, Well, if anything, I've learned that firsthand, especially with my own piping. I'm finding that that's something I have to work on and, uh, you know, build up the physical strength and endurance. Uh, You know, being able to stand and blow tunes for a good solid hour, it's quite difficult to build that up. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of pipers out there that know what I'm talking about when it comes to endurance. And, uh... Yeah, maybe for drummers as well, you know, being able to keep that strength and everything and your forearms and hands and everything, all of that, being able to play at a high top level over a long period of time does take a bit of development. So that's kind of what inspired this week's Word of the Week, endurance. A lot of folks are kind of developing that currently as we speak right now. Through these cold winter months, we are now slowly building up our endurance. So whenever we hit that competition field, we're ready. Now... Also, with the word endurance, I have to say a lot of us in the piping scene, we have endured quite a lot over this last five to ten years, I would argue. Uh, The piping scene has seen a lot of change throughout that time. And I have to say, the piping scene have definitely shown their endurance to get themselves through some incredibly difficult times. And, well, we're about to get into it in all the news and updates I think we're about to approach what will be quite a difficult time ahead for the RSPBA and for pipe bands in general. Yeah, you might think that the global pandemic is behind us and that's the worst behind us now at this point. Well, it seems to be that we may have more ahead of us that we may need to, yeah, endure. Uh, So, (laughs) let's get through it together, shall we? But that's kind of what inspired this week's Word of the Week. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then stay tuned, because we're about to get into all of it in this week's news and updates. Yeah, endurance is this week's Word of the Week. There you go. I'll leave that there. (laughs) Right. Well, you guessed it. After Word of the Week, then, yeah, it's time for us to get into Weekly Drone. And after a week off... JD is back again at the helm of Weekly Drone. Yeah, he had a week off with the feet up in front of the TV, but now he's back to work. Uh, so, yeah, if you do want to submit your own Weekly Drone, you can. You have a website, thebigrabshield.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page where you can submit your own Weekly Drone. They're completely anonymous, and whatever you want to talk about on the show, absolutely. We'll bring it here on Weekly Drone, and you can have a moan and drone and complain all you like, and we'll bring it here. All right. JD. Let's hear it. What's this week's Weekly Drone, man? It's the Weekly Drone. Hi, Rab and team. So, the circus continues. We were all informed that we would receive information about the lack of majors this year and how the RSPBA is proceeding. Nothing. We have heard nothing only nonsense about reduced numbers for competing. Many comments have been made, particularly when it comes to money. Reduced number of majors? How's about a reduced membership fee? Well, it's not that easy. Talks of votes of no confidence? What's the plan after the board has been turfed out? I have heard nothing in that regard. I can only hope those loudest to criticize are the first to volunteer to take on the poison chalice. What's my point here? Yes, the current board of the RSPBA have made a complete pig's ear out of it. 
but could all the naysayers do any better? Making benign comments online doesn't help. No one will make a rival association. If that was a serious proposition, it would have happened by now. But no, it hasn't. So, we only have one association, so we have to make do. If one must criticize, I'd love to see folk be as forthcoming with solutions and willing to help bring them to fruit. Oh, Weekly Droner, getting controversial on the Big Rab Show, why? <laughs> what are you doing to me? Okay, but let's talk about it. You raised quite a few points there. and uh, Yeah, the first one I think you mentioned is, obviously, if we do put in a vote of no confidence, or if the bands put in a vote of no confidence uh, for the board of directors, and they sack the entire board, and the whole thing goes out the window, then what happens? That's a fair question. Uh, The RSPBA is a volunteer-led organisation, apart from the chief, who I think does actually carry a wage. Uh, But, um, yeah, the board of directors themselves are all volunteers. They do work quite hard to make things happen. Now, we have obviously reported here in the past about their recent failings, especially around the major championships, as you just mentioned there. So, yeah, we know that things have not been going great. They haven't gone their way at all. And if anything, that is what sparked a lot of the debate that's online. As you mentioned, there's been a lot of what we like to call uh, muck flinging. There's been a lot of dung flinging online (laughs) a lot of people throwing around all sorts of craziness on social media and i'm sure you've all seen it you could probably read it and uh yeah either shake your head in dismay or laugh along i guess there's a lot of it all right and yes i do take your point there that a lot of those folks are very quick to criticize and cut the association down and uh, don't offer much in the way of any constructive criticism to say right this is the problem here's how i suggest we should fix it Um, There has been those, however, out there in the scene that definitely do have some interesting ideas and some possible solutions on how to fix things. Now, you did argue there and mention about, you know, the establishment of a new pipe band association. That's something we've toyed with here on The Rab Show. We have talked about that topic before, about it being a plausible idea, similar to, you know, like sporting events like darts and golf and I think even the snooker has, you know, like two or three different bodies that govern the world of snooker. Uh, But, yeah, could we have that in the piping world? Absolutely we can. Has it actually happened? No, it hasn't. Now, as to the nuts and bolts and what it would take to actually establish an organization like that, no clue, no idea. Uh, But good luck to anyone who is trying to tackle that, I guess. Uh, But we haven't seen any physical signs of it actually happening. There's been plenty of talk about it online, of being, you know, an alternative to the RSPBA. Uh, Will it ever happen? Don't know. Um, But as you mentioned there, it hasn't happened. Uh, So all of this talk could be for naught, as they say. But yes, an interesting weekly drone. But you do draw quite an interesting, uh, yeah, Conclusion there, but, you know, you would like to see someone volunteer and try and fix everything that has gone wrong if the board of directors do end up, uh, yeah, getting turfed out the window. Whether that'll happen or not, Weekly Droner, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. The AGM is going to be fast approaching now in the month of March, so, yeah, we'll see what comes. Uh, But that's all in the hands of the bands, I have to say. These big decisions like this about changes of management, etc., etc., in RSPBA, all happen because of the bands. The bands make the votes, the bands put forward the motions, and 
they make the decisions ultimately. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure you attend your branch meetings and make sure you attend your HQ AGM whenever it rolls around. That's all I'm going to say on that front. We've been shouting that from the rooftops for the last three or four years. Uh, that if you want to affect change, you need to attend your meetings. And that's where these big decisions go. And then we can complain all about it here in the pod each week on Weekly Drone. <laughs> uh, but there you go. A very interesting Weekly Drone there. A lot to unpack. I'm sure some folk might actually read that. Or, yeah, not read it back. But wind up back to hear what JD had to say there again. I have to say, that wasn't JD's opinion. That was the opinion of our Weekly Droner. Okay. Full disclaimer. Uh, but if you do have opinions yourself on the future of the RSPBA or, you know, if volunteers out there should, you know, pony up, throw their hat in the ring and let's go. Uh, yeah, let us know. <laughs> TheBigRabShield.com. There's a big button at the top of the page. Let us know your own weekly drone. And uh, yeah, let us have it and we'll bring it to the show. Okay. That was a good one this week, wasn't it? Oh, and we've got more to come in future episodes, I no doubt. <laughs> All right. Okay. At this point in the show, I'm going to take a very short break before we get into everything then with What's the Crack? Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi, Rob. What's the crack this week? Rob, 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 what's the crack this week? Hey, Rob, what's the crack this week? Right, well, let's start with the Kids with Cancer charity night. Tickets for this are selling like crazy, and we have to talk about why. Mm. Now, we also have to talk about Celtic Connections as well. There's been tons of great piping action over this past week, and loads more to look forward to, of course. Oh, it's been fantastic. Also, we have to talk about dates and everything for your diary. Yes, we haven't ran that feature in a while, but we've got a few for you. Uh, the Scottish Pipers Association, their professional competition now has a date. Uh, we have cancelled dates for meetings and stuff, and we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but also, the, the Competitive Pipers Association put it out, the deadline for entries for different competitions. 
tons of deadlines and dates and things all fast approaching. So we'll get into all of that as well. Of course, Burns Night was behind us. We did talk about it last week, but we'll unpack it a little bit now, I guess, in this week's news and updates. But yeah, we also have to address the millions of rumours that are flying around the piping scene at the moment. There are so many of them. And we're going to talk about all of that as well, as best we can. So, rather than delay any further with all of this What's the Crack stuff, let's just get into all the news and updates then, shall we? Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Okay, let's start with our lead story, which is the Kids With Cancer charity now. For those of you, uh, I'm sure you're well aware of it now at this stage. It's on the 23rd of March. It's going to be happening in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. And of course, we'll feature our current world champions, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. Also going to be featuring the McDonald Academy Pipe Band, the Force Drum Major Display Team and a load of other great soloists and all all sorts of amazing artists. It took way too long for me to list them all here now. Uh, but I wanted to let you know, tickets for this event are selling fast, alright? So if you do want to go to the Kids With Cancer charity night, then I would urge you to contact Gary Smith now. Don't delay, grab your tickets now and avoid your disappointment because this is shaping up to be quite a huge event. It's been a long time actually since Bog Hall have been across the Irish Sea here to Northern Ireland so it'll be fantastic to catch them live and uh, yeah, especially 23rd of March, this is in the lead up to the season so yeah, it'll be brilliant to see what the guys of Bog Hall are up to musically. <laughs> Will we get a little sneak peek of a, maybe half a medley or something? Uh, that's happened quite a lot, actually. You know, from bands that have performed in this in previous years, we've had Field Marshal, Inverary, St. Lawrence, and more. Uh, so, yeah, they've always given us a little bit of a peek as to what they're doing competitively. And it's been really interesting that attending this event every year and we get those little windows into their competitive repertoire. It's really fascinating. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the Kids With Cancer Charity Night. Giving you a huge plug this week, but for good reason. Tickets are going fast, so please do contact Gary Smith uh, to get your tickets. Or you can contact us here on The Big Rab Show. and We'll do our best to hook you up with tickets if you want them. So... Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Yeah, if you do want to go to the Kids for Cancer Night, I would act now rather than later. Okay, now, speaking of the Force display team, uh, we were saying last week that they had all sorts of opportunities available on the team. They were, yeah, they were putting a call out for everyone to kind of audition for a spot on the Force display team. Well, they've announced, well, just shortly after they advertised it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that all of the spots have now been filled uh, with some incredible young artists ready to take the floor as part of the Force display team. Uh, looking forward to that. So if you're anyway curious at all, uh, just have a, a shot at them at uh, social media. Yeah, they're all across Facebook, Instagram as well. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the Force. Yeah, who have... I am really excited to see what the Force is going to bring it because they've got gigs aplenty over across this next year. Too many to mention here, but yeah, that first one we just mentioned there, the Kids With Cancer Night, yeah, the Force will be at that. So it's exciting to see a drum major display team like this and with gigs all over the place. So really excited to see the development of the Force and yeah, seeing them more 
Yeah, on stage and entertaining people. Absolutely. Right. Let's talk briefly about Burns Night, of course. Uh, yeah, well, it was just last week, wasn't it? We mentioned it on the pod last week as tons of pipers and drummers all across the globe were going to be celebrating Robbie Burns. And, uh, yeah, I have to say, the wealth of music that was on offer was fantastic. We had all sorts of great displays up by Wallace Bagpipes, RG Hardy. There's been tons of videos all across. Uh, I'm just mentioning just a couple, uh, but way too many to mention. Uh, Campbell College was one that stuck out to me. Shout out to Campbell College. That was really enjoyable. Uh, there was also pipers featured a lot in local media. Uh, BBC Radio Manchester had a piper in. Uh, we also had Highland Radio as well, locally as well. I think even Radio Ulster here in Northern Ireland had a bagpiper. Tons of Burns Night Suppers. Lots of coverage in the media. It was just brilliant to see. So many great pipers out there. Uh, yeah, celebrating Burns. It was fantastic. So... There you go. Just wanted to give you all a collective shout-out. If you were out there celebrating Burns over this last while, uh, yeah, shout-out to you all. There's been so many of you, I just can't name you all. Uh, so, so many bands having big functions and stuff. Yeah, shout-out to you all. Celebrating the Bard on Burns Night. Okay. Uh, wait, right, I'm flying through these news stories here quickly, but for good reason. There's a lot of them. I have to give a big plug this week to Tully Lagan. Now, Tully Lag and Pipe Band, this is quite exciting news, actually. Uh, they have joined Instagram. Yeah. I always thought that they already had an Instagram account, but apparently not. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to go and follow Tully Lag and Pipe Band on Insta, now you can. Go to Instagram.com and just type it into your search engine, Tully Lag and Pipe Band, and you'll find them. So, yeah, shout out to Tully Lagan joining Instagram. Now, Instagram's one of those social media platforms that I'm still sort of kind of getting the hang of if i'm honest i you know put photos up of you know of my kids and stuff and when i'm away on my holidays uh i don't know much about instagram but clearly a lot of folk out there love it and uh yeah i will eventually get to grips with instagram uh but yeah if you're in a pipe band that has an insta account and you would like a shout then why not you can email us bigrabshowgmail.com but there yeah that's a shout out to tolly lagan who just have a brand new account over there so i'll be keeping a keen interest over there to see how many other pipe bands have instagram accounts yeah uh well speaking of new social media accounts i also have to give a shout out to the metro scottish pipe band who have just established themselves over on facebook yeah so from sunny New Zealand, of course. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Metro Scottish. Uh, so brand new Facebook page just created there last week. So if you're anyways curious to hear the music of the Metro Scottish, uh, who have a grade two and a grade four pipe band, they're based around the Christchurch area of New Zealand. We'll be talking more about the New Zealand scene, of course, <laughs> later on in topic of the week. But just wanted to give that mention to Metro Scottish because, uh, yeah, brand new account uh, on social media. So there you go. Well, speaking of Down Under and everything, before we get into all the New Zealand chat, uh, yeah, of course, last week was Australia Day. Australia Day! So many pipe bands and that from Down Under in Australia were celebrating Australia Day. And we got quite a number of uh, videos and stuff sent to us for pipers out celebrating in their backyard and stuff with a, with a barbecue and a set of pipes. So there you go. Shout out to everyone who was celebrating Australia Day. And happy Australia Day to all of our Australian mates. There you are. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next news story. God, there's loads of them this week. 
Okay, I did tell you about dates and stuff and things that you need to be aware of. Uh, Well, first of all, let's get into the announcement from the Scottish Pipers Association. They've announced recently that their professional competition is due to take place on Saturday, April 6th. This will be in the National Piping Centre, McFader Street in Glasgow. So for those of you interested... The full story is up there now on bagpipe.news and it gives you all the different gradings and stuff of everything there that's available for the Scottish Pipers Association. That will be shaping up to be quite a huge competition. We will definitely be keeping a keen eye on that, especially for, well, both light music and the Peabrook both. It's going to be very competitive. Uh, So, yeah, looking forward to seeing that competition opening its doors April 6th, the Scottish Pipers Association professional competition. Great to see a date in the diary there for that one. Also, I know we've already mentioned it on previous podcasts, but just want to mention it one last time. And that is, of course, the 2024 Ardmore Cup Invitational Piping Competition is taking place on February 24th. Just around the corner, actually, so not too long to wait for that. If you are curious and finding out more details about the Ardmore Invitational, then go and check out the IPBA website. And they have it on the socials as well uh, for full information. And even if you are interested in taking part, they are... Well, they're throwing an under-12 practice chanter competition, which will be a part of this as well. Now, this is quite an interesting initiative. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that under-12 practice chanter competition goes. So, if you are curious at all, go and check out the IPBA, the Irish Pipe Band Association, on their socials. Uh, or you can email Eric Stein, of course, direct. Uh, his email address is ericstein53 at gmail.com. There you go. I don't know if 53 is his uh, postal address, his telephone number, or... His age. <clears throat> I don't know, Eric. Uh, but they, uh, is that the case, Eric? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get an email about that. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Eric. I can't wait for this competition, actually. The Ardmore Cup. That's very exciting. Such a huge lineup, too. Uh, so yeah, for more information, check out the IPBA. We've published details about that and the under 12 uh, practice channel competition. All to happen on the 24th of February. Good stuff. On the topic of dates and everything, I have to give a shout out to McNeilstown Pipe Band, who again are throwing a huge fundraising breakfast. Now, we do remember reporting on this breakfast last year, right? And how huge it was. <laughs> the portion sizes of these massive breakfasts that McNeilstown Pipe Band sat down to people. Uh, It was the stuff of legend. I heard about it for most of the year. Oh, here, Rob, you talked about the fundraising breakfast. You talk about a feed. Uh, Well, if you are interested in getting a huge Ulster Fry (laughs) and helping support the McNeilstown Pipe Band, well, they're opening their doors again. 10th of February in the first Portland-owned Presbyterian Church Hall. So if you are curious and wanting to get a massive big feed in the morning uh, from 9 a.m. on the 10th of February, head along to First Portland Own uh, Presbyterian Church and you can help support McNeilstown Pipe Band. There you go. Now, as I've said, the reason I'm mentioning this is because I've heard about it all season long last year. All right. Just how legendary this feed was. So if you're anyway curious and you have a big appetite, then why not? Go along and help support McNeilstown Pipe Band. Raise a pound or two and get a massive feed. <laughs> Okay, just another couple of dates uh, that I need to mention and get crammed into the news here. Uh, The Competitive Pipers Association has reminded everybody that 
right now, the 31st of January, is the deadline. The last day for entries for the Open competition, Inverness, and of course the bronze medal. So if you are wanting to compete in any of those and you're hearing my voice right now, then that date may have already passed. Uh, but yeah, 31st of January is the deadline for Open, Inverness, and the bronze medal. You should already know that anyway, if you are wanting to compete. But yeah, shout out to the Competitive Pipers Association, the CPA, who've reminded us there. Uh, yeah, so... Deadlines fast approaching. Speaking of uh, dates and everything, we did mention earlier about meetings being cancelled. <clears throat> and this kind of brings me neatly into kind of a, yeah, a bit of a weird news item, this. Uh, RSPBA Northern Ireland, right now, at the point of me recording this on the 31st of January, were to hold a pipe major and lead drummer's uh meeting of all pipe majors, lead drummers, that were all to meet together and chat on Zoom about this upcoming season. However... This has now been postponed until Wednesday 7th of February, so next week. Now, why has this been postponed? Yeah, mm, this was the, the reason on the, the postponement has got tongues wagging, and everyone's talking about this. All right? Now, you might not think this is a, it's not a news story. They've delayed the meeting by a week. No big deal, right? But, yes, it is actually a big deal. Now, the reason behind it is... This is due to no further update from RSPBA headquarters on the current situation of major championships. There you are. So the meeting has been delayed by a week because there hasn't been an update yet from headquarters. But. Oh! But. Does that suggest that with the delay of a week, will there be an announcement from RSPBA headquarters? possibly to talk about who knows uh, but i have to say there let's talk about the rumors we mentioned that and watch the crack right folks there has been so many rumors it's nearly crazy uh, our listener mail has been kind of flooded today january 31st for some reason <laughs> it has been flooded with Everyone talking about the rumors of the five major championships this season and the current state of play as we know, the current state of play, officially, we have two majors announced. We've got two majors in the calendar, confirmed. We know where we're going. We know that we're going to Dumbarton for the Scottish. Then we have the World Championships. That is what is down in black and white. But, oh, pause for dramatic effect. This announcement from RSPBA Northern Ireland on their socials telling us about the delay of this meeting... Because there was no further update from headquarters, does that suggest that there will be an update from headquarters that they need to talk about? So delaying this meeting will allow them to discuss it on the 7th of February. Bam, bam, bam. I don't know, uh, but you can draw your own conclusions. Uh, I wish I had the wee squeaky thing I used to blow into, but I've lost it now. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, draw your own conclusions on that one. But yeah, this announcement from the RSPBA Northern Ireland about the delay of this lead tipper and pipe major meeting definitely set tongues wagging and everyone started emailing us and facebooking booking us and tweeting us all sorts i even got a few text messages to my own personal phone and a couple of phone calls as well uh, talking about this going hey rob have you heard anything have you heard anything is there going to be a, an announcement on the majors i've no idea honestly folks i'm in the dark as much as you are i have no idea but there does appear to be something happening don't know what it is, but there's something going on. Uh, so, yeah, why postpone a meeting otherwise? 
Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. All right. Wait and see. Wait and see is what I want to say. <laughs> I'm all excited. I, I'm holding on to hope that there's something. We do remember following the last announcement we got from RSPBA HQ was that they were going to be working behind the scenes to try and make something happen. Now, as to what sort of shape that would take, no idea. Uh, we remember the interview that Kevin did on Pipes Drums, or not Pipes Drums, uh, Piping Press. Um, yeah, uh, he put it out there saying that, yes, they have a team that's dedicated to working and putting together something for these majors as to what shape it will take. Don't know. He then kind of talked about pie in the sky and said, oh, they might do this, they might do that and the other. But, uh, you know, nothing concrete yet. And I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. What Will we be seeing soon? God, I hope so. I hope so. And I am absolutely the optimist here, folks. So with all of the rumors that are flying around... I am not going to hang my hat on any of it, all right? There is plenty of rumors flying around saying, Rob, this is the absolute truth. I heard it from this guy, from this guy, and this guy who knew the horse, who knew that boy. Yeah, right? Until we see something, an official announcement of some kind, in black and white, that is when I'll give it out here in the podcast because I'm very aware that people out there are very, um, very quick to start booking travel details as soon as I mention a date in the diary. They're like, oh, right, okay. Book the flights, book the hotels, book everything, let's go. And, um, yeah, don't do that. Uh, Just wait until they get it in black and white where you can definitely hang your hat on it to say, right, this is happening or no, it's not. Okay? So for now, the instruction is we have two majors. That's it. That's all Santa brought me this year. (laughs) For those of you that have seen the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have Dumbarton and we have the Worlds. Okay? that That is what it is so far. All of the rumors, the story, the hearsay, the, oh, did you hear? Right. That is all by the by until we see it in black and white. Okay, folks? So that's my advice. Uh, but yes, this indication from RSPBA Northern Ireland of the delay of this meeting until next week, the 7th of February, has definitely started people talking. And... Yeah, as you can imagine, the gossip machine has, uh, yeah, it's took a big a big dig of petrol, so it has, and it's just been into overdrive, absolutely. So, yeah, but don't get me wrong, chatting about all these rumours and stuff, it's a lot of fun. It honestly is a lot of fun. And, of course, we all do it in the piping scene. We all talk about the gossip and go, oh, I hear we're going here. Oh, I hear we're going there. Uh, uh, wait, okay? Wait until it's published. I'm talking in circles now, but that's my advice. Okay. Whatever that news thing headline would be. Hello, future Rab here. As I'm sitting editing this week's podcast, literally I was about to hit publish and something just hit the press and I have to re-record this bit. Oh, see, I'm even smacking my mic. Right, there's a reason I'm dead excited. That previous news story I just talked about. Ignore all of that. (laughs) There has just been a letter issued to pipe bands Literally within two minutes. Um, So I'll go. Right, so let's get into this. It says, uh, update on the 2024 Major Championships. Dear bands, oh, we've got something. All right, let's get into it. It says, over the last 12 months, we have reached out to over 100 contacts that included councils, private entities, and individuals with regards to them hosting a major championship in 2024 and beyond. (sighs) Breathe, Rab. The next paragraph, it says, We are indebted to the West Dumbartonshire Council and Glasgow Life for promoting the Scottish Championships and the Worlds. 
you are. We knew that. Next paragraph. I am pleased to announce. Oh, come on, Kevin, you legend. Woo! Oh, right. Okay. Read the thing, Rob. <clears throat> calm down. Calm down. Read now. Next paragraph. It says, I am pleased to announce that we have secured the Euros. The European Championships are going to be held in Perth. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, that's so good. All right. In Perth on the South Inch. I think that is on Sunday, the 11th of August. Oh, man, that's so good. Wow. That's the weekend before the Worlds, isn't it? Oh, that's cool. All right, next. Um, we are also in the final stages of negotiations regarding the UK's the UK championships and expect to conclude these negotiations by the end of this week. Oh, you're kidding me. We're getting the UK's as well. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so uh, it goes on to say, expect to conclude these negotiations by the end of this week. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to get the Euros and the UK's, hopefully. Oh, man. All right, move on. Calm down, Rob. Next sentence. Paragraph. It says, we are, <laughs> we are of course, conscious of our member bands need to make travel arrangements. Funny, I was just thinking that. Uh, so we will inform you without delay of the outcome. Right. Talking about the negotiations for the UKs. Okay, cool. Uh, or the Euros, for that matter. Uh, Robert, let me see. Move on. Uh, we are also still in talks regarding the British Championships and will announce the outcome Monday, 12th of February. <sighs> Wow, that's huge. Okay, he concludes here. I said, I would like to thank all my directors for their efforts in helping to secure these major championships. As soon as I have any more news, I will let you know. Yours sincerely, Kevin Riley. Kevin! Kevin, you absolute legend! Woo! Yes! Yes, sir! Wow! Okay, that previous news story that you just heard about the rumour and everything, ignore it. We now have something finally confirmed. And this week's pod might be a little bit late because of this. Uh, so, yeah, thanks RSPBA for dropping such a huge news story just as I'm making the podcast and editing the thing and recording it. And then, uh, right. Okay, let's go over this again. What have we got? Uh, so, pleased to announce that the Euros are going to be in Perth. All right, European Championships have been confirmed. They will be in Perth. Then on the 11th of August, that's a Sunday, that's the weekend before the Worlds, I think. Wow, I'm going to have to check my calendar. But there you go, get that date in your diary, folks. We have a European Championship. And hopefully by the end of this week, we'll also hear news about the UK's. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That's so good. All right, so that's possibly four majors out of five then. And the British Championships are on the cusp that we might hear something then by Monday the 12th of February. Oh, man, I don't know. I get accused of getting too overexcited about stuff sometimes, but man, is that good news. (laughs) Wow. Okay, podcast over. That's it. No topic this week. I'm joking, of course. Man, what a big news story. Oh, that's so exciting. All right, well, hi. You just got my real reaction uh, from that. Uh, I got an email here from yeah, one of the Rab Show team members going, Rab, read this now. Uh, so I did, and I'm so glad I did. There you go. So that's made it into this week's pod. Only just, I have to say. I was very close to hitting the publish button, and now I've had to re-edit the whole thing. Uh, but very worthwhile. Wow, what a huge news story. Uh, no doubt we'll unpack this more in future Rab shows as we have got time to digest this and hopefully get more announcements on the British and the UKs. But there you go. There you go. So we now have the Euros, the Scottish, the Worlds, 
possibly the UK's by the end of the week, and the British potentially. We have a season. We have a season of five majors. Yahoo! <laughs> oh, right. I better put this little clip into the show and uh yeah. Right, get this published and uh yeah, I'll catch up with you next week. Okay, back to all the news and updates then. <laughs> Let's fly on, shall we? Now, there was quite an interesting news story that dropped on social media. Initially, I thought it was a joke. But turned out, it's not a joke. Really something quite serious. And there is kudos in this. Okay, what am I talking about? Does anyone out there know of uh, the entertainment group called Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, they have tons of big shows across Las Vegas. Now, I thankfully have managed to see a couple of shows, actually, of Cirque du Soleil. Very enjoyable, sometimes really confusing, but yeah, artistically brilliant and really entertaining. Uh, So, well, Cirque du Soleil are throwing out a casting call for a bagpiper. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even joking. And Whenever I first read this, I go, Cirque du Soleil and bagpiping, nah, no chance. There's no link there at all between Cirque du Soleil and bagpiping. But now there is. They are throwing out an urgent casting call for a bagpiper. Yeah. Now, now where do you hear the list of requirements on this? This is kind of odd. Okay? And a lot of people have pointed this out. Anyway, it's odd. Uh, First of all, they have to be female. All right? have to be a female identifying performer, and that's what they're looking for. Fair enough. Uh, They're also looking for a Highland bagpiper. That's very specific. They don't want you to be running up on stage as part of Cirque du Soleil and start playing a a set of shuttle pipes, or Ullum pipes for that matter, you know? So it has to be a set of Highlands. You also, now, I don't know how you're going to achieve this, but you have to be charismatic and a versatile musician. Hmm. How do you demonstrate that? That's an interesting one. Uh, You must also be able to read sheet music. Fair enough. Uh, You also must have a professional live performance experience. So if you have experience playing professionally, awesome. Uh, There you go. And it goes on to say you must also be comfortable performing in an immersive atmosphere. Now, what the heck does that mean? An immersive atmosphere? Okay. Uh, Going on, it says you must have experience with digital audio workstations as a plus but not required. Now, the digital audio workstation, a DAW, that would, you know, as they say in the recording world, um, yeah, a DAW, a DAW, I don't know if you'll be required for recording purposes. That would be interesting. Now, you'll also be asked for singing experience, which will be a plus, but not required. Yeah, there you are. So if you are interested in this, there is a full website where you can go and apply for this casting call the deadline is february the 9th and um yeah there's various different ways in how you can apply it says here interested candidates must apply online and they must you know supply a headshot a current resume also recent video footage you know showcasing your proficiency uh, with authentic traditional music they also need a recent video footage or a demo reel showcasing your experience playing a variety of popular genres Interesting. Uh, You also, uh, if applicable, uh, you must have video footage that showcases singing and other musical instruments performed at a professional level. Yeah. Uh, Also, Kazanda, show us some videos of you playing on stage so they can assess your charisma and stage experience. Interesting, that one. Yeah, so the whole thing that goes on, I could read out this entire thing, but it's really interesting. 
Uh, but yeah, shout out to Cirque du Soleil that are going to be hiring a bagpiper. Now, I'm absolutely fascinated as to what show this will be for. As you know, sometimes Cirque du Soleil, if you do know them, some of their shows can be really out there and really kind of odd and weird and very artistic. Uh, so, yeah, where are they going to squeeze a bagpiper into a Cirque du Soleil show? I am fascinated and I really want to know more. Uh, the show that I seen actually in Vegas of Cirque du Soleil was uh, Ka, I think you called it. K-A. Uh, Ka. It was in the MGM. Uh, and I have to admit, I had at least three or four whiskeys in me before I managed to go through the door of the show. And I had a good time. Let's just say that. I Oh, such a good time. <laughs> yeah, the Cirque du Soleil show, lots of fun. Very entertaining. But just how they're going to incorporate a bagpiper? I don't know. Is this a new show that they're working on? Don't know. Very curious there. So there you go. If, if anyone does hear of who gets appointed for this or any other further stories as to... Yeah, details of this upcoming Cirque du Soleil show, then please do let us know. We're very curious about this. Yeah, So there you go. Good luck to anyone applying. Best of luck. Uh, but yeah, keep us posted. We'd love to hear more if anyone does get the job. And who knows, we might actually have the Cirque du Soleil piper on the show. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, let's fly on. Time for another news story. Okay, I want to briefly mention... Oh, just hit the microphone there. I have to briefly mention the uh, listener survey that we launched last week. Now, we're getting tons of uh, responses to that, okay? Um, again, I'm just wanting to plug it, okay? Like, we've mentioned it before about the reasons behind it. We're trying to improve the show. All of that stuff is in last week's topic. Mentioned it all before. Uh, so, if you're anyway curious at all, link in the show note. That, yeah, just wanting to plug it one last time. There you are. Listener survey is there. Go and fill it out. Okay. That's not really a news story, is it? It's just a shameless plug. Okay, moving on. I have to give a shout-out this week to Margaret Hill. Yes, Margaret Hill, of course, bagpiper with the Tully Lagan pipe band, uh, has launched her own online tuition service. Yes, she's a bagpipe tutor, of course, an instructor in the Mid-Ulster area. And if you are curious at all about taking up lessons with Margaret, then she's offering them. So, yeah, what an awesome opportunity. And if anything, Margaret's going to be on the telly tonight, I think, as part of the band TV show that we mentioned here before. Yeah, the band are going to be on the TV, and that will uh, feature Tully Lag and Pipe Band, and also Klaus Kelt as well. Uh, so, yeah, if you are curious at all and wanting to get some tuition from Margaret that's available now, just check out Hill's Bagpipes. Yes, shameless plug. Her email address, of course, as well, if you do want to contact her, is magshill, M-A-G-S, Hill2002 at gmail.com. There you are. Or, of course, you can check out the Big Rap Show social media, and we've shared it out all across. Hills Bagpipes. Yeah, shout out to Margaret. Great stuff. Okay, I'm going to very briefly mention the Belfast International Tattoo, because in recent weeks, they have been announcing some of the bands that are going to be travelling and playing at this year's incoming Belfast Tattoo. Yeah, it's been quite exciting this last while for the Belfast Tattoo fans, and, yeah, let's give a shout to some of the pipe bands who will be making an appearance Yes, the Sons of Scotland pipe band from Ottawa in Canada will be making a trip across. Um, Now, what I didn't know about this band, actually, until I read the announcement, is that they are Canada's oldest civilian pipe band. They were founded in 1896. Wow, I had no idea. But I'm very, very keen to see them. So, yeah, Sons of Scotland pipe band from Ottawa, Canada will be making the trip across. Also from Canada, we have the Glengarry Pipe Band from Ontario, Canada. They're going to be making the journey across. Really looking forward to seeing them. Of course, based in Maxville there over in Ontario, Canada. Yes, 
Looking forward to seeing them. Also, uh, bringing it a little closer to home, we have the Dunfermline and District RBL Scott Pipes and Drums. So looking forward to seeing them in action as well. So, yeah, for full information on all of these bands, by the way, including some of their history and their background and everything, you can go to the Belfast International Tattoo.com uh, where they've been posting these updates periodically, I guess. They're sort of drip-feeding them for now. Uh, but encouraging people out there to buy tickets when they can. And, uh, yeah, just letting you know some of the artists that are going to be hitting the... the the boards at the Belfast Tattoo. So looking forward to that. That's shaping up to be quite a huge event now. Yeah. There you go. So if, uh, any more future announcements, we will keep you across them as they come. But uh, yeah, getting pretty excited for the Belfast Tattoo now, not going to lie. Okay, I have to give a shout out to Clocker and District Pipe Band. Uh, they're going to be throwing a huge fundraiser, actually. It's called A Night at the Races. Sometimes those are dead. All sorts of great fun. Like, you know, that they're... Dead good crack. I've had some good nights uh, at a night at the races. Well, Clocker and District are hosting one. This will be in Oma RBL and will be held on Saturday 3rd of Feb. So just this weekend. So if you are wanting to help support Clocker and District, then there you are. I have to say, those a night at the races are some great crack. <laughs> so there you are. Head along to Oma RBL this weekend and support Clocker and District for their a night at the races. Good stuff. Okay, let's talk about Celtic Connections, shall we? That festival is absolutely in full flow right now. And some of the performances we have seen online, thanks to little video clips and things that we've seen online, man, this year's festival is just off the chain. I just don't know how they do it. Each year's Celtic just seems to get better and better. And man, I don't know, this past, especially this past couple of nights has just been awesome. I have to give a huge shout out actually to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, who were on the big stage in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall, of course, but they were on stage with none other than Carlos Nunes. Yes, for those of you who don't know who Carlos is, man, he's a massive name in Europe, of course, for being a, a Geta piper, I think that's the proper name. Um, but yeah, piping from Galicia and some of his whistle playing and stuff in that too is just beautiful. Uh, well, Carlos had his own show, I guess, at Celtic and the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland joined them on stage. And we have seen quite a number of clips from that, little videos and stuff. Man, what a night. What a night. So <laughs> some of the music was just beautiful. So yeah, shout out to Carlos. What a show. I think the audience were absolutely floored by it. I don't think they were expecting it at all. Uh, but yeah, the reaction from the crowd, hearing the roar that went up, absolutely fantastic. Also, I have to give a shout out to Talisk as well, who held one of their biggest shows yet to date. I think they headlined the Barrowlands. And I think from what they've said that, that it was absolutely a dream come true for them. Now, whenever you've seen the reaction of the crowd again for the Talisk gig, uh, wow, I think the whole place was bouncing. That uh, The walls of the Barrowlands were nearly caved in. It was nuts. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Talisk as well. So, I don't know. There's just been way too many gigs. Of course, Rora were there as well. Rora had tons of gigs across Celtic. Ah, oh, There's just way too many to mention. So, let's just say this. If you are anyways curious at all about Celtic Connections, jump in now. Go to their website. There are still tickets available for some of the gigs out there. So, yeah, if you are anyways close to Glasgow and you are hungry for some piping action, well, then there hasn't been a better time. I think this year's Celtic for piping fans has been so good. Previous years in Celtic Connections, it's been a really mixed bag for piping fans. There's been tons of fiddle and whistle and flute playing and all of, you know, harp playing and singing and things like that, which is obviously, that's the lifeblood of Celtic. It's absolutely brilliant. 
and there's been a little bit of piping on the side, just kind of sprinkled in there. This year, Highland Bagpipes seem to be taking center stage, and a lot of these huge gigs, and man, they've been amazing. So, yeah, if you are anyway curious at all, just go to Celtic Connections on their socials. They've uploaded tons of little video clips and things as well. Lots to enjoy. Uh, but, yeah, if you are curious of getting to any of these gigs, then please do grab your tickets. I don't know, man. There's been so many good gigs across Celtic. Way too many for me to mention and unpack here on the show. Um, it's like, I don't know, for piping fans, it's just incredible. So there you go. Go and visit CelticConnections.com. Grab your tickets. Go to the shows. You'll not be disappointed. Trust me. Okay, very quickly, I have to give a shout-out to the North Stratton Pipe Band. Go on, the North Stratton. Now, the reason I'm giving you a shout this week is because I'm kind of annoyed. <clears throat> I'm kind of annoyed. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, their pipe major, Hugh Armstrong, travelled across here to Northern Ireland. Yes, my hometown even. He was in my hometown of Marafelt, uh, which is where I live. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he was in Marafelt town in Northern Ireland to visit Davy Chesney, of course. They were there at Chesney Reeds to handpick some reeds and everything and get prepared for this incoming season. And uh, So yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to pipe major Hugh Armstrong. You were in my hometown, mate. You never even said hello. Ah, gutted. Anyway, next time I see you on the grass, I'm going to grab a selfie with you, that's for sure. So, yeah, shout out to North Stratton Pipe Band, picking up your brand new reeds from Davy Chesney. And, hi, it's always good fun whenever I bump into Davy Chesney, of course, because we're sponsored by G1. So, hi, it's difficult being a G1 man in Chesney country. Ah, well, it's always a running joke between Davey and I. But, yeah, shout out to Chesney Reeds and to North Stratton Pipe Band. What an awesome thing to be at. Yeah, traveling so far to get your mitts on some hand-picked reeds. Fantastic. Yeah. So, Pipe Major Hugh Armstrong, be warned. Next time I see you on the grass at the Worlds, you're getting a selfie with me. All right, there you are. And then I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, let's move on. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give a bit of a plug here for Piping Hot Summer Drummer. Have you guys heard about that? Well, obviously, we've been talking about Piping Hot Summer Drummer now for a good while. But have you heard about the Piper's Dojo Cruise? Have you heard about this? Uh, yeah. This, I don't know, I've been fascinated with this idea of going on a cruise with a set of Highland Pipes. I think... All the other guests on the cruise would absolutely hate you. Uh, But no, it's a thing. Uh, It's called Cruise Journey North. And in conjunction with Piping Hot Summer Drummer and Dojo University, they have organized this huge cruise. Uh, So, yeah, this is all taking place on May 4th through to the 11th. And it is a cruise from Seattle to Alaska. Hey, what's not to love about that? So, if you're anyways curious, the, the deadline for applications and everything to get yeah to get your name on the list there to go be a part of that cruise is fast approaching. Apparently, there's already 30 people have registered for this. So, shaping up to be quite a huge cruise. So, right, I'm just putting it out there, letting you know that the deadline is fast approaching. If you're anyways curious, go along to either Piping Hot Summer Drummer or Dojo University and get yourself registered for the Cruise Journey North. There you go. I think that's a play on uh, what is it? the Train Journey North, the Fred Morrison tune. I think that's what it is. Uh, but there you go. The Cruise Journey North. That's really interesting. And there's a ton of great tuition and stuff provided as part of this cruise. Lots of great piping action to be had, but also... Come on, it's a cruise. And you have to get the drinks package, don't you? Come on. Uh, So I've never been on a cruise, but really curious. Uh, So, yeah, 
just wanting to know how a cruise would go with a set of Highland Pipes. That's an interesting one. Uh, so if anyone's been on the Dojo Cruise in previous years, let us know. We are curious as to how they go. But uh, yeah, from chatting to Andrew and that behind the scenes, they say he, all he's told us is that they're the best fun. He's had the best crack in some of the cruises for sure. So hi, there you are. Just wanted to throw that out there that the deadline is fast approaching. So if you are curious, get your applications in now. Okay. All right. Now, I have to mention uh, Callum Beaumont. Now, we had Callum on a previous show, of course, and we were chatting to him over the course of Christmas, and we talked to him about his Glenfiddich win, of course, last year. Well, there is a huge video that's up there now of the full 20-minute Peabrook that he played at the Glenfiddich Championship. And, uh, yeah, I can't put it into words just how amazing it was go and have a watch at it all right we've shared out the video of course uh thanks to the folks there at the national piping center who uploaded it to their youtube channel the full performance there of callum beaumont and his amazing peabrook at the glenfiddich go and have a watch at it trust me even if you're not a peabrook fan go and watch it anyway it's definitely a worthy performance it's wow uh, any wonder he won it was absolutely fantastic okay right another announcement then the national youth pipe band of scotland are going to be throwing another huge concert this is on sunday the 14th of april in perth concert hall tickets are available right now you can go to perth theater concert hall to grab your tickets and yeah you can go and hang out with the national youth pipe band of scotland looking forward to this so this year's theme for this concert is called migration and you know so it seemed particularly fitting in this year apparently Uh, so very curious to see what musically the band is going to bring to this Uh, so yeah shout out to the national youth pipe band of scotland and their huge end of year concert which is happening on the 14th of april tickets are available now from the perth theater concert hall that's going to be shaping up to be quite a huge show looking forward to that Okay, now, before we get into this week's topic of the week, I think I've left the biggest story to the last. (laughs) There's a reason for that. There's a lot here, okay? On January 30th, just yesterday, uh, at the point of me recording this, Pipestrums.com published an article which had, again, more tongues wagging. More people were talking about this than the calendar yesterday, it would seem. Well, the article goes on to say, well, the headline is, the RSPBA chief executive has reportedly resigned with an elongated notice. Yeah, okay, let's get into this. According to several reliable sources, this is on pipestrums.com, I don't know who their sources are, but according to their reliable sources, the RSPBA chief exec, Colin Mulhern, has resigned from his role. Oh, now, how to quite unpack this. Now, Colin isn't long in the role, from what I remember. Uh, I think before he actually took up the job, I think Alison Burke was there before him. And she was only really there for a very short period of time, for like a month or two. And then Colin stepped into the role shortly after. This is around, I don't know, the end of 2021, start of 22, I think, maybe? I don't know, that that could be stuff that Rab got wrong. But either way, uh, he is going to be remaining in post on elongated notice to help carry the RSPBA through this next season. All right. So, yeah, this comes about six weeks before the RSPBA's annual general meeting, which is happening on March 9th which we've been waiting on, and at a time when the association is faced with the prospect of delivering, well, only two majors this year out of a possible five. So, um, 
yeah, that's not good timing, is it? <laughs> anyway, uh, Mulhern apparently reported that he would stay on for an elongated period of notice, according to one of the insiders who spoke on condition of anonymity, of course, that this will last either six or 12 months, and which would see the organization through some, if not all, of its competitive season this year. Now, what makes it interesting is this is the first time I've heard of someone resigning but then staying on for a full year. I'm just going to float that idea out there. All right, that's kind of unusual. Normally, I would hear of a resignation and someone would like give their two weeks or four weeks notice and they're gone. But in this case, uh, there must be an agreement in place that Colin will remain in post for either six or 12 months, right? Now, what makes this interesting is, of course, Colin does carry a wage for this post, it's like a 50k plus chief exec role. Like, it's quite a high-profile thing. Um, so, so far, I think, well, he's oversaw, what, two competitive seasons? And, well, this one would be his third and his last, by the sounds of things. So, I don't know. It, it, I just don't know quite what to say to this. Yeah, because, well, at the end of the article, it does go on to say that the RSPBA chair, Kevin Riley, apparently his term finishes this year as chair, but also the president, George Usher, has allegedly expressed his intention to retire. Now, we haven't had that actually happen, so we don't know. It's alleged. But when you consider the chairperson, Kevin Riley, his term could be ending. Our president in the RSPBA could be retiring and now we have the chief executive resigning it's, uh, it's yeah it's very i just don't know quite what to say um i don't know what did we say earlier about endurance <laughs> yeah i think this annual general meeting that will be taking place on march 9th will be quite an interesting meeting I think there will be a lot to unpack here with uh, terms ending, possible retirements, and now resignations. There's going to be a lot to unpack at this meeting, and with the hope that someone will get voted in or put into all of these roles of responsibility and carry us through into you know pastures new, I guess. The RSPBA are definitely undergoing a period of change. Whether that change will necessarily be for the better or not remains to be seen. But as you heard earlier in our weekly drone, we hope that those folks who would, uh, yeah, hopefully throw their hat in the ring and volunteer, you never know. Uh, but yeah, the, the job of chief exec is quite a high-profile one. It also carries quite a high wage as well, but uh, for good reason. Whenever you're given a high wage, you're also given a lot of responsibility. Uh, so, anyway, a lot did fall on the shoulders of Colin Mulhern over what was quite a difficult time over the course of the global pandemic and everything, and rebuilding following that. And, uh, yeah, if anything, Wade Thomas thought he's done a cracking job. Yeah. However, in recent days, we've we've talked about it. Yep, the two majors out of five, and uh, the hope of something around the corner. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that front. But, yes, this article from Pipestrums.com from these reliable... Hashtag reliable sources. Uh, we have to wait and see. Yeah, there's been nothing officially published yet from RSPBA announcing any such resignation. Uh, so this is all going on hearsay and conjecture, but pipesdrums.com have published it. So it's out there. 
we're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, very curious to see uh, how these roles and all of this will be allocated now on March 9th at the AGM. It does make for some very interesting developments for RSPBA. It uh, will be in a state of flux and change, I reckon, over the course of this season. So if this is true and it is factual and Colin has indeed handed in his resignation, we want to wish him well. Honestly, we thought he'd done a cracking job. And I, I can say that without any degree of sarcasm. We all honestly think Colin done a good job over quite a difficult period of, uh, yeah, for all of us with the pandemic. So not an easy job. And as someone mentioned earlier, yep, a poison chalice for sure. So, yeah, uh, good luck to Colin. If that is the case, if he is moving on to Pastures New and stepping away from the role, yeah, all the best. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see who does fill that chief exec role. Yeah, and we'll certainly report on it as it happens. There you go. Let's move on, shall we? Okay, I have to give a little bit of an, a good news story, I guess. Uh, a pipe band that I've been really following this last while, uh, since their establishment, really, is Livingston Caledonia Pipe Band. We've mentioned them quite a number of times here in the show, uh, you know, for doing various fundraisers and stuff to buy instruments and uniforms and try and get a competitive band together in the first place. Well, just recently there today, they've uh, put it out in socials saying that they are delighted to announce that they have been graded. By the music board, and they are now officially grade 3A. Go on, the Livingston. Uh, So looking forward to seeing you now, folks. Grade 3A. Not bad. Yeah, so, oh, but I have to say, good luck. Grade 3A is a stupidly competitive grade. Uh, So, good luck to you. (laughs) Wow. Talking about, yeah, stepping out for the first time, but into one of the toughest grades. Um, Hmm. Yeah, good luck to you, folks, but really excited to see you on the grass there, for sure. So shout out to the Livingston. Good stuff. Okay, uh, before we get into everything with Liam and chatting all about the New Zealand scene, there's one last news story I had to get squeezed in before we get into topic, and that is the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association and... Yes, their announcement recently of the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand and their intake for new members. Yes, it is now open you can now apply so if you are anyways curious and wanting to be a part of the national youth pipe band of new zealand yeah it's open you can follow the links now of course on the association's website or even on their social media deadlines for entries are the 11th of february okay now there's opportunities across the board so you can be a piper snare drummer tenor bass doesn't matter they are interested to hear from you so yeah now now's your chance and yes that national youth pipe band in new zealand i have to say such an incredible band we've seen quite a number of clips from them and stuff over the years some big performances and some big stages too uh, so yeah a cracking good band and a great opportunity so for a lot of young folks so if you are curious full details are up there now on the rnz pba association site and deadline for applications is the 11th of february good luck to everyone yeah good stuff all right well with that news story being said there's probably a lot more news stories that have hit the cutting room floor but we have to move on we have to get into this week's topic eventually so if there's anything glaringly obvious that we did miss please do email us bigrabshow at gmail.com that address again bigrabshow at gmail.com let us know if there's something glaringly obvious that we definitely missed and for shame for shame anyway that all being said, let's get into this week's topic. You've waited long enough at this point, so yeah, I think it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes 
by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. performing in a parade, on the field or on the grandest stage our marching drums will be your trusted companion, lightweight, durable and crafted for maximum comfort, you'll feel the power of every beat without compromising your performance, with a wide range of sizes, styles and customizations, you can find the perfect drum to suit your unique needs and preferences, march with greatness, elevate your sound and create a lasting impact with the BDC Axial Snare Drum Now's the time to stand out from the crowd and make your mark on the world with British Drum Company. Visit BritishDrumCo.com for information on all our marching drums. Unleash your true potential. And I'm back. Time for a topic of the week. And, yeah, that cup of tea was well-deserved, I guess, after all of those news and updates. Uh, right, you might have guessed that, well, the title of this week's episode gives away who we're going to be chatting to. Liam Kernahan. Yes, we're going to find out everything that's happening currently at the New Zealand scene. I have to say, um, looking at how vibrant and successful the scene is in New Zealand... It's, I don't know, it's a shining light in the piping world, honestly. And I can't oversell it enough. The, uh, I don't know, there's so many great things happening down under in New Zealand. It's just fantastic to watch. So we took a great opportunity to catch up with Liam and to find out what's happening at the moment. Of course, nationals are just around the corner, so we'll look forward to those. And also about his new appointment as well. So, yeah, let's not delay any further. Let's welcome Liam to the podcast. So welcome back to the podcast, Liam Kernahan. Liam, how are you, mate? Are you well? I'm very well, thank you, mate. As I said to you just before, it's about 23 degrees outside, so loving this summer weather. May it continue ever more. <sighs> I see at the point of recording this sun splitting the stones where you are but with me there's weather warnings there's floods my electricity was off for the past two hours it's chaos here but there you go the weather report (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I need to chat to you about your exciting new appointment with the RNZ PBA Uh, but before we get into that first of all how's the season been going so far because you guys have been dead busy already yeah, so so for your listeners who may not be sort of aware of how 
the, the season down under works, we sort of kick off about late October, early November. Mm. Um, and we sort of have a series of minor competitions up until about midway through December. And that's that's sort of our first major championship. Well, sort of de facto major championship. We don't have them in the rules, but but it's kind of the one where a lot of the grade one and two bands go to. So it's sort of major yeah. for us. That's in that's in a small town um, just outside of Wellington called Palmerston North, and it's and it's Square Day, colloquially known as Square Day. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's kind of your first opportunity here. The major grade one and in, in, in two bands, um, and we're pretty lucky that we had uh, Manawatu, we had Auckland District, and we had City of Invercargill right from the bottom of the South Island, and obviously yeah. Manawatu and AMD had just been um, at the Worlds in August, so it was a real delight to hear that. A bit of a break over the Christmas period to spend time with loved ones and get some time at the beach, and then right back into it basically from now this weekend. Actually, flying down to again a small a small little town actually outside of Palmerston North called Turakina. Um, the high, the oldest Highland Games in New Zealand, um, and that's kind of, I guess, the first pipe band contest of the year. So from now right into the nationals in mid March, we're mm-hmm. we're all go. So it's great. I mean, one of the really cool things for us this season is we're seeing a real growth in the number of juvenile pipe bands throughout New Zealand. You know, we've got eleven or twelve entered for the nationals, which is a record for New Zealand, and I would suspect. You know, not that I'm a, a betting man, but I think if you look around the world, it'll probably be the biggest juvenile contest in the world, you know, even when there you consider you yeah. even when you consider the worlds, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so we're really excited about that. But even at some of these local contests, you're seeing youth bands emerge where you haven't seen them coming from before. You know, you're you're seeing a whole bunch of development in some of those bigger, bigger youth pipe bands. So you're sort of getting a second or even a third band coming through. So for mm-hmm. us, that's really exciting because you know, New Zealand, I think I've said to you before on, on your show, it's not necessarily culturally ingrained in us piping and drumming. So to see that level of young people coming through is awesome for the scene and awesome for the movement. It really is fantastic at the moment. And I'm so glad you mentioned about the juvenile scene because uh, ourselves in the Rab Show, you know, we've been streaming the Young Piper of the Year competition each year now yeah. for the past while. The amount of young talent that's coming through at the moment, Liam, it's incredible. What's the secret there? But where is this all coming from? <laughs> Yeah, look, and, and and if there was a magic recipe, Rab, I'm sure we'd be selling it to the world. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I I I think it really is one of those things that if 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 you don't put in the effort with your local band and your local community, you're never going to get that return. So we're seeing a lot of bands throughout the country heavily investing in reaching out to schools in their communities. You know, we've obviously mm. got some pretty big teaching programs like St Andrews College in Christchurch. Yeah. You know, you've got the Invercargill Licensing Trust down in Invercargill that um, Ali McKenzie runs. You know, you've got a whole other bunch of schools throughout the country. But places like Hamilton, for instance, they've invested pretty heavily in a teaching yeah. program that Brendan Ede and Meliana Ede run. And so I, I, I just think, honestly, it's, it's, it's the old ethos of putting in a lot of hard work and reaping the rewards. Um, and, and then I think we, we are also quite lucky that New Zealand has a lot of top flight solo pipers, particularly, that go to Scotland and bring back a lot of that knowledge and a lot of that expertise and yeah. you know we held the rnz pba annual summer school which is kind of our first kickoff event for the year a couple of weeks ago in christchurch we had 150 people attend the school wow. um, and a lot of that is driven by <laughs> you know kids obviously wanting to get back into it but also the opportunity to come and learn um from 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 some of our best and, and the thing that really excited me not just the fact we had 150 people there but you know, and I, I know most people in the New Zealand pipe bands and you see them around either the solos or in the bands. 
I didn't recognize half the kids there. You know, it was like a whole new generation of players coming through, which got me really excited because actually we're seeing that growth, as I, as I said, of new players coming through at all levels, which is incredibly encouraging. Yeah, that's fantastic when you don't recognize people. Yeah, absolutely. I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so I need to ask you that about, about the World Championships. You mentioned it briefly there. There was quite a showing from the Kiwis at the Worlds this year. Uh, how did you think that the Worlds went for New Zealand bands? Oh, yeah, look, we're, we're incredibly proud of our bands. You know, we had three in the grade one and one in the juvenile. And I mean, I think before we get onto the contest, you know, just actually mm. getting there is, is a huge rigmarole. You know, Absolutely. we're 12,000 yeah. 12, miles away from, from Scotland. It's the, literally the other side of the world. <laughs> and the, the the expense, I mean, it's, you know, we, we've sort of talked in the past about 100, 150. Most bands this time, just because of cost of living crisis, and it's been a few years since yeah. people have traveled that far, we're, we're knocking on the door of about $200,000 per band so mm. new zealand dollars wise you know for the four bands to go we, we, we you're not you're not getting much change from about a million dollars just to do that trip so yeah. before you even get there it's an impressive feat which we're incredibly proud of our guys mm-hmm. and then when you think about you know the bands that went across and they had two weeks over there at most you know re- really proud of how our juvenile band particularly st andrews college showed in that juvenile event but our, our three grade one bands really stepped up to the mark you know I think I said to you after the nationals here we're really proud of the fact that the the the, the, the quality and standard at the nationals stepped up pretty significantly but you know we, we, we were really proud of the fact that again our grade one bands took it to the next level in Scotland and so um, this year might be a bit more quiet on the on, on the New Zealand band front in Scotland but uh, 2025 looks to be a cracker. We've already got three or four that have sort of said they're probably going to have another go. Oh, um, superb. Yeah. So, yeah. So things are looking great. So we were really proud. And actually on, on, on the topic of, of last year, um, those that were following the New Zealand bands in Scotland may have seen a couple of cameras and, and, and film. Yeah. That was going to be my next question about these cameras. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was going on? Yeah, so- so, so look, we, we, we decided um, sort of early 2020, what are we now, 2024, 2023, that um, it was a pretty special moment for New Zealand, I think, to have um, three grade one bands and a juvenile band over in Scotland at the same time. And so we took the decision that we wanted to capture this, not just for prosperity um, for the New Zealand pipe band community, mm-hmm. but also to try and tell the story of what we do, why we do it, why we love it. Um, right. not just broader pipe band world, but also to regular people out in the community who mm-hmm. might be interested. And so hopefully I'm 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 almost ready to absolutely confirm it, but hopefully in the very near future, um, there'll be a documentary coming out based on the four bands that went to Scotland last year. And and we're excited about it because it's kind of um, warts and all you know you you see the preparation you see the emotion of it all you see a whole bunch of talented kiwis from a range of different backgrounds being part of something quite special and so we're wow. really fired up about it um obviously as soon as it's ready to go we'll let you know and we'll, and we'll let the community know where you can watch it and things like that oh um, absolutely i'll be tuning in for that yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. And, and i think we, we we haven't really done anything like this here in new zealand i mean we you sort of look around the world and i know simon fraser did a similar documentary i think 2008 2009 mm. yeah there's various bits and pieces but there's never been really one looking at the New Zealand pipe band scene and how we take on the world and so for us it's an incredible opportunity to kind of showcase that to you guys but also to kind of remember what was quite a special moment for New Zealand pipe band history. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I remember actually chatting to one of the camera guys. Uh, he was standing next to me as I was like trying to do my filming thing for Rab Show and uh, oh, that, chatting away to him for ages. And he was asking me all sorts of questions about Iron Brew. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was so cool. Uh, so well, yeah, I'm, I mean, one of the amazing things that we had with the film crew is they 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 don't really know anything about piping. Like the mm. the director had learned pipes, but has been kind of out of it for some time, and, and and the rest of the team knew nothing about it. So it was kind of like I don't know if you could compare it to like a muggle going into the Harry Potter world. It was just like <laughs> a complete bizarre, un, unusual <laughs> thing for them. But I mean, it was also a lot of their first times in Scotland, right? So they'd never actually been to the UK. So yeah. I was one of them, you know, deep fried Mars bars and all, all of the kind of classic things that you mm-hmm. get in Scotland that you don't really get in the rest of the world. They that were completely surprised by. So that was the debate, actually. It's what flavor is Iron Brew? And you just can't describe it, can you? No, it no, just is it. what it is. Yeah, totally foreign. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, well, I have to ask you then. Obviously, nationals coming up now in March, and we've been promoting it on Rab Show now for a little while. Um, but we know that our listeners to the show would be definitely tuning in and catching the live stream. Uh, but we've been getting a ton of questions asking: Will there be any international players featured in this year's nationals? You know, anyone flying in? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, there, there always is to some extent um, for, for, for a couple of reasons. And look, I, you know, I, I know this is a pretty controversial topic with, with a lot of people around the world, both, both people who are for it and who, who aren't necessarily for it. And, and I think my view is kind of um, two things. One, actually, what we're seeing now is a lot of international players making New Zealand their, their primary place of choice to play. That's true, so yeah. Mm-hmm. They're Australian or even South African, or you know, we've got a couple of players from sort of North America and and, and even the mm. UK are saying, I want to make a New Zealand grade one band, um, or even not grade one, it could be anything, my band of choice. Yes. Uh, we're really excited about that because you know, for, for a long time there have been sort of one or two people coming from overseas to make, say, Man or Two or Canterbury or the New Zealand police pipe band, their band of choice. But now we're seeing it a lot more regularly that they're not only playing in New Zealand at the nationals, but they're playing at the worlds with those bands. So kind of putting that first bit in context, I think that's really exciting for us. And we obviously welcome anyone who wants to make New Zealand their primary place of playing for pipe band. But Second thing on on the other side of it, when we have guest guest international players coming in, yeah. you know, for us, as I said, we're on the other side of the world. You know, we're we're twelve thousand miles away. It's where our seasons are almost exactly the opposite time, um, and 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 all we really have to go off a lot of the time is YouTube, or if we go to Scotland, then hearing the snippets that we do. And while all yeah. of that's great, we're really fortunate to have guest players come in and support and teach. A lot of our bands and, and and not forgetting that while they might play in a grade one or grade two pipe band they're often supporting the grade three four and juvenile bands that are in that grassroots yeah around well. mm-hmm. so we're never going to say no to that i mean from our perspective if if we can continue to encourage people to come and give to the new zealand pipe band scene like that we we, we, we will do that um, but, but I also would, you know, I, I think there's a bit of a misconception about how many international players, you know, our, our grade one and two bands hold their own. And I think you see, yeah. you saw yeah. in 2021 during the pandemic when the borders were shut and no one could come in. We still had a fully functioning, well, one of the only fully functioning, potentially the only fully functioning grade one 
and grade two contests in the world, right? So absolutely, we've yeah. our own. And, and I think with these international guys, we have and, and girls, we have a real co opportunity to bring their knowledge and expertise in for them to come and teach our up and coming bands, but also for them to have a bit of a holiday and see what I think is the greatest country on earth. So there you go. It does no harm. Yeah. So it very much is a two way street. So it is that like at the world championships specifically, especially during Pipe and Live, I noticed so many Kiwis who were playing in top flight bands, you know, not necessarily from New Zealand. Like they were playing in Bog Hall and Verary. There was tons. So that seems to be common now that the world is becoming smaller, that people are flying now to play. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and look, I, I, I neglected to mention that because that's another really good point. You know, it's not mm. just a one-way street for us. You know, we're, we're lucky that a lot of our great players, um, you know, whether they're younger or have been overseas for a while, are playing in, in bands, mm. not just in the grade one again, but right right across right across the spectrum there. That's it. And yeah. we obviously stoked with that. You know, we, we as, as you sort of mentioned, we had two Kiwis playing in, in Bulk Hall last year and we're so obviously mm-hmm. delighted that we've got for the first time, I think, it would almost be a decade, I think, or at least potentially longer, you know, two world champions. So that's go. amazing for us. But, but again, they, they came back to New Zealand. You know, we had Liam Argyle, who was the, the, the played in the Tenacore, teaching at the summer school. So all of oh, this kind brilliant. of benefit, yeah. you know, we, we, we obviously really encourage players to go overseas and do that. And as you say, we've got players living in Scotland that are uh, or in Canada playing with bands as well. But then mm. when they come home and also international players that, that come over and play, we're always hopeful that they'll share that knowledge and expertise with us so that we can keep getting better. There you go. It's all about building that scene, Liam. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great focus to have because it definitely seems to be working. Yeah. So can I ask you then about your new appointment? There's been quite a lot of buzz about this. (laughs) So tell us about your new appointment. What have you been put into here <laughs> yeah, well, uh, to be honest I'm, I'm surprised it's been but I, I I've, I've sort of it's been you know we we, we had this election um for, for the board for the RNZ PBA end of last year and sort of got appointed and then it's been Christmas and New Year's and holiday time so they haven't had a huge amount of time but essentially the RNZ PBA sort of works um in in, in, in a two structure sort of two tier system so there's so there's your management group which mm-hmm. is um I guess the uh, kind of the, the people that do some of the day-to-day bits and pieces. So I, I was in that for a long time. I was doing the promotions part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got a whole bunch of other ones. We've got an education group leader. We've, we've got a kind of digital group leader. We've got a finance, all, all that kind of stuff. And, and then above that, I guess you've got your governance board, which is three people elected sort of for a two-year term um, each. And, and I guess they take the sort of strategic governance decisions that the association has to take on a range of on a range of issues so you know as I said I've been in the promotions role for two years and absolutely loved what I was doing and you know it was it was quite a hard decision to have a have a crack at going for the board because if you go on the board you kind of got to step back from from that management group um, position I just decided look I've I've been super lucky to have a pretty incredible life through pipe bands and through piping. And, you know, I've loved giving back in the role as promotions, but I certainly wanted to be able to give back in a whole range of different ways and put my, so to speak, fingers in a whole bunch of different pies. So I, I put my hand up. Um, and it's a very democratic system here in New Zealand. Bands get to vote on who they want on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was lucky enough to come out on top in that. 
Um, and so it's still a, a, a bit of a surprise because I, I didn't necessarily expect that at all. You know, I worked hard to try and get as many people to support me, but certainly certainly didn't expect it. Um, and I just think I'm just a huge, a huge privilege to get the opportunity to do it because not only do I get to kind of still keep helping on that promotional side, but I can get really heavily invested in the education space. You know, I'm really, yeah. as you can tell, very passionate about making sure we've got the next generation coming through in New Zealand. Um, and then making sure another thing, which I know bands right around the world will be struggling with is, you know, financially, it's really tough for a oh, lot of pipe bands and a lot of absolutely. yeah right now. And it, I don't mm. think it matters what country you're in. And so New Zealand's very similar. And so if I can help, you know, by making sure bands have got really good structures in place to be able to get funding and to be able to protect themselves for the future. It's really important because you can have all of these great things. You can have a great education program going. You can have the right promotional materials. You can have bands going really well, but you also need that financial part of it to make sure the band keeps ticking over. You don't want band members paying, I don't know, 500 quid a year to be part of something, you know, because it's an expensive hobby at the best mm-hmm. of times. So yeah. part of what I want to try and do is is, is make sure that the bands in New Zealand have got that financial stability going forward. So really exciting time. I've got two years. What am I? I think I'm 26 days in, literally. I started on the 1st <laughs> of, of January, um, but already loving it and already lots of stuff to get my teeth sunk into and, and, and certainly no regrets yet. Oh, fantastic. Well, who knows? We might catch up with you in two years' time and then we'll see if you... <laughs> have any regrets you know (laughs) (laughs) so well i have to say liam that new zealand honestly the scene there is so vibrant at the moment with so many youngsters picking up piping it's almost as if it's the cool thing to do and that that is something that i believe that we struggle with here in the uk and i suppose in the us and around the globe really it's making piping cool for the next Mm -hmm. generation and it seems to be something that the rnz pba have definitely cracked for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, 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 again, I don't, I don't think we've got a magic pill or anything like that, <laughs> but, but, but I think, you know, when, when, when you think about what young people have today, right. And it's, it's probably similar, no, probably not the same at all as to when I was a kid, right. 20 um, something years ago, um, <laughs> where it's like, you know, nowadays you have so many options and not only those options, you know, um, available at school and there's just way more of them, but they're available online and, and kids yeah. want that initial immediate gratification from mm-hmm. from something that they're doing whether it is sport or it's music or it's a hobby or it's or it's gaming you know whatever yeah. it is they want immediate kind of gratification so you do have to battle and you do have to kind of change tack and I think you know we are I mean New Zealand is I think very different to a lot of places around the world we're very multicultural you know we we have people coming from right around the world to live here you know and we've obviously got a particularly big influence from the Pacific Islands and from Asia and so for us you know we we are well we're not ignoring the incredible history and tradition of where piping and drumming comes from we are trying to showcase that people aren't just um old ginger balding Scottish yeah. dude and, and kids, <laughs> right it's it's it's, yeah. it's not that and for and, and for us in New Zealand you know you sort of look at our youth pipe band and you've got people from big cities from farms uh, who are mm. New Zealand European or Maori or Pacifica you know you've got um, boys and girls you know you've got people who mm. are rugby players and football players and hockey players and they, they come from a whole range of different backgrounds and I think for us it's making it look fun so it's so it's got to be really enjoyable that they've got to find some fun and interest in it kind of straight off the bat. But yeah. the other thing is as well, they've got to see themselves, I think, in the movement. And and I, and I genuinely think if you sort of wandered down 
the main street of Auckland here in New Zealand, and you ask people what their perception of pipe bands are, that, that they would say it was probably mm. old white ginger hair dudes. And so <laughs> we, we, we've got a lot of work to try and change it because honestly yeah. in New Zealand, and your listeners will have seen on the live stream, it's totally not like that. You know, no, very absolutely. in New Zealand do you see a band that is 100% male or even close to it? You know, I, I think yeah. one of the proud of is that women and people from diverse communities come and play in bands right across the country and so yeah. i think that's a big part of it as well so making it fun making make, making people see themselves essentially in the pipe band movement and then also making it accessible you know new zealand although not geographically um massive is still pretty difficult to get around and so when you've got players living in pretty disparate communities on say the east coast of north island or right mm. up north or in the middle of the south island it's often excuse me quite hard to get teaching resources to them they have to travel quite far so yeah. being able to support local communities and local bands to have those teaching resources to go out and do the teaching makes it a hell of a lot easier for them to be able to go and do it you know whereas before they might have been nervous or anxious to do it they've yeah. got all of that at their fingertips online there you go. Well, if anything, I am going to really compliment you here big time uh, before I let you go. But I believe that the piping scene uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, I guess, we could learn a serious amount from you guys. Uh, because, yeah, I think your scene is so successful because of the amount of hard work you mentioned earlier. Uh, so, yeah, who knows what the future holds for the scene here in the UK, but I think definitely we could take a leaf out of your book. Yeah. Uh, so I need to ask you then, before I let you go, are you looking forward to Nationals? It is just around the corner. Um, it's always kind of a highlight for us, even here in the UK, to tune in. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, I think it's either six or seven weeks to go, so it is super exciting, and um, for, for a couple of reasons. One, um, it's it's we've got fifty bands, I think, or just over fifty bands coming. So it's so it's so it's the biggest contest we've had um, mm. in, in New Zealand in some time. I mean, Christchurch was big, but this is even bigger. Um, so which yeah. is really exciting. Bands from Australia, obviously, coming, including Hawthorne, who Hawthorne. won the great two, yeah. are now up to great one. So mm-hmm. be really interesting to see how that goes. But as I said to you, you know, we've got eleven or twelve in the juvenile <clears throat> event, um, and um, which is really exciting. Not only just in terms of having that many kids and that many bands in it but it's also just kind of showing the growth across Australasia and one innovation that we that I can share with you that we're doing in the juvenile this year because juvenile is a bit different to how it is in the UK it's 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 not necessarily bound by the same rules as um the the graded contests here and so Mm -hmm. the board decided instead of just having the one panel we're going to have both music panels judging the juvenile event so the juvenile is going to have eight <clears throat> judges for piping wow. two, two drumming and mm. look I, I think just it, it's more we're going to try and see how that goes more than anything you know yeah. it's really important to us that that's a really successful event and, and you sort of sit there and go well we see real benefit of being able to have more judges adjudicating if you can make it happen and so this time we're giving that a crack um hopefully the kids like it hopefully it works out for the best um, and so, that, so that's really exciting as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, it's something we've toyed with on the show here. You know, getting two drumming judges, four piping judges, perhaps, and then two ensemble. We've been talking about this on the show, so it's great to see it's actually happening in reality. That's interesting. Yeah, and and yeah. we we it, I mean, look, you think logically, um, it, it should work pretty well. You know, mm, that yeah. shouldn't be thing that goes too crazy. But I but I guess it's like it's never certainly in New Zealand, it's never been done before at a mm. at a national championship and so at least in this juvenile space we'll, we'll see how that works we'll, we'll give it a trial i mean i i don't think there's any there's probably no um 
momentum to do it across the grades just yet. I think yeah. it's just more about let's see how this goes. But I think, you know, it's exciting to have because so we've got Richard and Gordon Parks coming out um to oh, as yes. our communicators, which is mm. really exciting for New Zealand. You know, Richard's been out quite a few times, Gordon's been out as well. Yeah. Um but, but for us, you know, I think it's it's exciting to have for the kids both of those guys judging that juvenile event because they, you know, they're split on different panels. So to have them both there yes. plus all of the New Zealand adjudicators doing it, I think Great stuff. You know, there's 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 no negatives from our perspective. Oh, fantastic. Well, keep us posted on that experiment. We're definitely yeah. curious there. That would be so cool to keep an eye on. Uh, well, Liam, I don't. Are, are there any plans for any live stream currently? Uh, that yes. We haven't seen any links or anything yet. Uh, yes. Is that out? Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 so there will be, so can confirm there will be a live stream. Um, and uh, our amazing hosts, Phil and Libby, again. Oh, this year. smashing. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> that, that's great. And, and so, and, and a few other special guests, which will be, which will be good. Um, yeah. And so that, that'll be out close to the time, but you'll be able to access it through YouTube, Facebook, through our website. It'll be available mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, as as you remember last year, we kind of stepped it up quite a bit in terms of the presentation. Absolutely. It was great. Exactly the same this year as well. You know, we've made oh, a few changes and, and, and a few new things. So, yes, um, live stream is all go. So for all of your listeners that can't make it out to New Zealand, you know, obviously we'd love to have you here. We'd love to have you in Auckland in six or seven weeks' time. If you can't make it happen, um, the live stream is the next best bet for sure. There you go. Oh, fantastic. That'll be me in front of the telly with a big cup of tea. I can't wait. Yeah, fantastic. So, Liam, I have to wish you well in your new appointment. It's dead exciting following the scene there in New Zealand. So please keep up the great work. And, uh, yeah, let us know how everything goes at Nationals, eh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. No, it's going to be an exciting year for for New Zealand. Last year was pretty busy, and I think this year is going to be even busier. So really appreciate you having me on and having a chat about all things down under. No problem. Thanks a million, Liam. We'll catch up, no doubt, in future. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. There you go. So if that doesn't tempt you to head down to New Zealand, what will? (laughs) I'll admit I've been looking at flights and stuff. I I would love to get to Nationals, but unfortunately I just can't make it this year. It's going to be, well, the Nationals 15th, 16th of March in Auckland. I don't know, that's shaping up to be such a huge competition and very exciting stuff. So they're across two days, of course, Friday, Saturday. And yeah, we cannot wait for Nationals. But also, hey, a massive shout out to Liam for joining us here on the show. Uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out the New Zealand scene, I would urge you to go along and you can check out their social media from the association down there. Uh, but there, there's tons of great piping action for sure to be across this, this last while. Tons of competition happening right now. There you go. Right that's it for another big rab show we'll have to wrap it up there at this point huge thanks again for Liam to join us here in the show and no doubt we will have him back again on a future rab show to talk more about what's going on in New Zealand indeed alright well if you enjoyed anything in this week's show and even if you didn't if you have any thoughts or queries at all then please do email us our email address has never changed bigrabshow at gmail.com that address again bigrabshow at gmail.com and also don't forget about our listener survey Yes, the link is in the show notes right now. Uh, we did get quite a few uh, responses so far, as we mentioned earlier, but yeah, we could always do with more. So if you have any feedback about our show at all, even the podcast, the Fuse FM show, all of it, please do let us know. We really, really value your input. So there you go. That's just a kind of follow-up following last week's pod. There you go. All right, that's another Big Rab Show podcast in the can. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week. And don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show as well. Yeah, and tell them to go and subscribe wherever they're listening as well. 
Okay, I'm out the door. We will see you all in next week's Big Rab Show pod. Until then, we'll see you next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>